Good morning. You're listening to FloorDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. I'm at the NFA meeting in Savannah, Georgia, and I'm with Jason McSwain, the president of the NFA and also the president of McSwain Carpet and Floors in Cincinnati. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing well, Kemp. I know you've been busy. Congratulations on holding this meeting. I think everybody that's here is happy to be at a flooring group where we can learn from each other. I know it was probably a tough decision, and hopefully two weeks from now we can look back and everybody say, man, aren't we glad we did that? I think that'll be the case. We're wearing our mask and following the plan that we put in place and that the facility helped us put in place early. We're we're about getting into business and keeping everyone healthy in that process. So let's start with McSwain's Carpet and Floors. Uh, I haven't talked to you since March. Tell us uh, how business has been this year. It's been probably similar to most retailers as a roller coaster of a very strong first quarter and then closures within your state for us was seven weeks. But after that, May and June continued with very strong uh, July and August. So we are actually heading into mid-September up over last year and and really are are planning to push that through September, October, and November to have a a positive year. And we heard most of that through the membership as well yesterday. So So at McSwain's, so 10 stores in Cincinnati, it's highly likely that you'll end up this year ahead of what you did in 19. Correct. Yes. That's yeah. fantastic. And the way your business breaks out, it's residential replacement, some builder. Do you do any commercial? We do commercial and multifamily and wholesale as well. So that diversified approach really helped us through those seven weeks of, of closure. But it's that retail consumer in the market that's helping retailers today play some catch-up. A lot of people aren't traveling. Um especially if they had international travel, and they're into sprucing up their living space, and we're all about that. So what's your biggest challenge? Is it getting enough installers to put in since demand is so high right now? No, we're, we're all right on the installing side. It's really businesses our size have a, a challenge when you go from zero to 60 in a short time frame. That quick ramp up just accentuates areas that you're weak in, and if you're aware of that, then you need to change those so that next time around you know you're not going to be vulnerable to that Um, so it's stressed our system or just our internal process of preparing you know we still stayed to our standard it's been uh, it's it's been a fun ramp up because we clearly wanted to fill in the gap that we had created in april and may all right let's switch to the nfa i know they held elections yesterday this organization holds elections every two years in the fall and you were elected president again, so you've got another two years, right? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Uh, yes, this year uh, we elect our officers. Tell us the other people elected, other than you being put back in the presidency, who else is stepping up? Great. Uh, Larry Flick is the uh, vice president. Uh, Rafi uh, Sermazian is our uh, secretary, uh, with Eric Mondragon uh, from R.C. Willie uh, is the uh, treasurer. So that's a group that's uh, been involved in the board in some different roles and allows some continuity but also allows some opening of new members to come into the board as well. Are anybody stepping off as an officer? Ian was his choice, had five years of board leadership and we thank him for that. He's done a great job and uh, uh, so he uh, just uh, his choice to to make that opening available and uh, take some time away from the board and I think you'll see him in the board roles uh, in the future. And that's Ian Newton with Flooring 101, right? Yes, correct. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about, uh, I know you had a meeting yesterday, you got to hear from everybody. Did you get a sense that everybody's pleased with the state of their business right now? I think they are. You know, the group is open, uh, so there's some that are 
I don't think anyone was beyond uh, struggle and, and challenges. But overall, the, um, the the sentiment of you know the the summer and the fall are really allowing them to play catch up and 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 make uh, good happy customers and and put some return into their business. You think it's across the board, or are there some pockets in the U.S. that are still struggling? Oh, there's still. I think anywhere you'd follow the the strength of the local either governor or mayor the tightness of of closings has really impacted some states still that are adapting and that was one thing we heard over and over is hey how quick could you adapt to the the regulations put on you um i think jeff mako really pushed that that regardless how strict they were name of the game was adapting to them the fastest and being able to figure out how your business still serves customers in those times of closure some of your members had sheriffs come in and tell them you're supposed to be closed, and they pushed back and actually prevailed, didn't they? One story of a fire marshal that said you can't lock a door, and so therefore they left it unlocked. They were doing only appointments only. But there, you know, in most cases, there's a plan that can craft be crafted that still allows you to, maybe not in the traditional way you always had, but still connect with customers, either through shopping home or hosting appointments, uh, all those pieces that have been shared out there. Pat Molino shared just how his business really had changed and adapted because of what he thought was short-term correction and really ended up being more of a business plan they planned to pursue going forward. Yeah, he's in Pittsburgh. He was actually shut down by the order of the governor, and he's done some new things and opened some new avenues, and I think one of them has been very successful, so I was glad to hear that. I talked to him last night. What do you think the members face? What are their challenges? Well, one that we purposed to address yesterday was people coming in to this week as a retailer or as an owner, good chances that they're just depleted. They're exhausted. They've been running on reserves. Uh, their creativity, maybe their frustration level of state orders and uh, things they have to comply with that might make sense, might not make sense. Fairness, that's draining. And so our goal really was how do we have our speakers, our messages yesterday really targeted towards equipping them and encouraging them to get back into the retail business with a zeal that they do love the flooring business. They don't want to question, should I be in some other industry? And so it's really been a time to recharge. So there's a burnout factor is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah it's been a long a number of days. I think most people quit counting the days. And a lot of the ways it was say this might last a month. And then you realize six months later, you're still into things that aren't really business friendly. I got to admit, last night, you know, we had a nice dinner at right on the Spanner River. When it was over and everybody had eaten, I think the group went home, went to bed. I agree with you that people are tired right now. You had some speakers yesterday. Any you want to call out that had a great message? Oh, sure. Scott Sandlin was very helpful in sharing to our group the leadership that we need to step into in our role both in our businesses as well as in in the industry and hear from him uh, where he sees retail from the shawls perspective and, and their strategy so that was very encouraging and understanding and also addressing areas that are probably temporary or short-term aspects of, of a business relationship those are much easier to to work through when you understand the background of them all right, Jason, any key initiatives that the group's focused on? One, we're continuing with uh, products that make our retail group competitive. So there's some new additions coming to the Lifetime Luxury label, a uh, brand that we have uh, in partnership with different manufacturers, particularly with uh, Cortec, uh, some new styles that we'll see tomorrow that continue to have that as a enhanced and exciting sales team go to those a confident way. And then looking at new ways to highlight products that are already in the market. Dixie's been a great partner this year in what we put together as a kind of post-COVID 
response and that has uh, gained some really good traction and it's helped our retail team compete on a job-by-job basis. So we'll continue on those type of initiatives going forward and then work on a larger scale. What do independent retailers need today as the big box continues to uh, to gain advantages. Those things are, are headwinds that got pretty strong this year, and we need to work with our large manufacturers and how do we create advantages that can offset that. All right, so NFA normally would meet again next time in Las Vegas. That's not going to happen. So I guess your next meeting is going to be in Vail in March, right? Right. Yeah, we have our spring meeting planned. If surfaces moves back six months, you know, that March meeting is even more valuable. Okay, Jason, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for giving us an update on both McSwain's Carpet and Floors in Cincinnati and what's going on with the NFA. You've been talking to Jason McSwain, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloorDaily.net.